favorite team would be the Earl Grey. Yo, that, that's a tough one, man. That's a real tough one. Black Sabbath. I might have to go with pizza. <laughs> it's a classic. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Yes, we're back at it again. This is Old Head Ed. This is a podcast based mostly around beer, music, and food. I can't have a podcast. Well, I could have a podcast where I talk to myself, but that would be kind of awkward because then you guys would hear the same opinion on beer, music, and food. So I always enlist the help of a guest, special guest, extravagant guest, guest with stories to share. And this week is no, is no different than any other week um, for, the, for the fact that I did a little traveling. Came up to check the homie up in Delray. Uh, we're at Subculture Coffee. Not a coffee drinker, but it seems like a nice spot. Real chill. Um, maybe get into a, a, a bite to eat before we bounce. But um, yeah, man, here I am sitting with none other than DJ Ben Working. Ben Working, what's good, my man? Hey, man, I'm just maintaining, bro. Just living in one day at a time like I have to. Oh, I'm glad to hear, bro. I'm glad to hear. Um, interesting story. You, you're, you're a transplant. You've been here within the for about a year or so in South Florida or in Florida. Since right? last March, March Since 2019, March. I came down here. Okay, okay. So just over a year. Um, but you started off in Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey and North Carolina. And North Carolina. Okay. Um, you have a you have a, a pretty. In- detailed history I mean you get a little bit you get involved with a little bit of everything you DJ you rhyme you produce um, you've met plenty of people along the journey but before we get to those parts let's start at the beginning how did you get into music Uh, so my father was a musician my granddad was a musician his father was a musician I come from a family of drummers Mm. you know so being that they were drummers and they were into music and like you know hard rock and thrash and metal and and you know jazz and all these different genres like I was around music at an early age granted you know I was with my Irish side of my family and I went to a lot of uh, Irish festivals there was a lot of the you know the Irish dancing you know Irish folk music I was just around music at an early age and like I remember my granddad wanted me to play like the bagpipes and I was like Nah, because then I gotta wear the, like the kilt, and then the kids are gonna make fun of me. And I was like mad, like self conscious about it, so I wouldn't do it. But I was like getting into like uh, you know I had like this little drum machine, a Casio, like the little Boss drum machine, and like a Casio. And I was like five, six years old, and I would like make these like silly songs, like crazy songs, like almost like some weird Al Yankovic type of things. Okay. <laughs> and um, but like. I remember hearing the first hip-hop song I ever remember hearing. It might have not even been a hip-hop song. It might have been, uh, like, uh, R&B, the, the how do you want it? Okay, yeah, yeah. That might have been, like, one of the first songs I ever heard to so where I heard the beat sounded different yeah. than anything else that I ever heard okay. in my life. Okay. And um, and then it was, like, like, Naughty by Nature and, like, you know, stuff like that. And I had an older brother who, like, put me on a, like, Naughty by Nature Two life crew and all that kind of stuff. So, Dope. you know, I was turned out to like hip hop at a young age, and it, it was like it's definitely a youth music and youth mm-hmm. culture. Cause like when you're young and you hear beats like that, it's like you're gonna start dancing. It's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's I'm glad you mentioned the youth thing because it's funny. Uh, you didn't want to get you wouldn't want to get down with the bagpipe because you felt you had to go through the whole thing, and then it was like a little <laughs> insecurity. It's like as youth, we don't understand like tradition. Or 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 um, a pride in your culture till later on. At the beginning, you're kind of like, yo, this is just not what I'm used to seeing out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and, and you, you don't always feel confident bringing people into your world like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's crazy. It's wild that um, yo, Irish people get down on some music. Like I've been to some Irish bars where they have the authentic, like the the flute or the what is it, like a. Fiddle. Kind of the flute, the fiddle, 
um, the fiddle, they got the bagpipes. And then they had the little drums, like a hand drum, it's called the barong. Oh, that's what that is? Yeah. Okay. And, and they're actually not, it looks like they're hitting it, but yeah. they're brushing it. Really? It and does. then they adjust the, the bass, the, the, the tone, by when they put their hand behind the skin in certain parts. Yo, that's the, the way the sounds. That's detailed, yeah. bro. That is, I never, like you said, from, yeah. from the outside looking in, you're just witnessing it looks like they're actually tapping it and it's not okay yeah damn damn they be getting down the baron solo is the shit yo and, and there's no like other kind of like drum like that in Europe so that's why they try to say that Irish people have ancestry from other places mm. I don't know I wasn't there <laughs> but uh you know the drum is very you know indigenous yeah. to, to you know beginning of time the yeah. drum is the first instrument. The drum was the first way that human beings communicated. Yeah, man. That's the heartbeat. It's like, it's what we yep. what we walk around with every day. We just feel it. Yeah. That's why, like you said, it gets people to move, even when it comes to hip-hop. Hip-hop plays a place in most people. Like you, Even if you're not crazy about it, there's, there's a, at the core of it, it's what, it, there's a, there's always like a connection to, to, I guess, us as human beings that we feel it, you know? Um... This now you spent. Uh, this is in Jersey when uh, your parent, your your dad, and your uncles were uh, into uh, music. At that point, I know you mentioned you're also from PA as well. Yeah, I was born in Pittsburgh, so my my mother's side of the family is from Pennsylvania. Okay. And ironic enough, so I was adopted by my grandparents on my father's side. My father's mother was born in Pennsylvania in Uniontown, Uniontown, which is not that far from Pittsburgh, about an hour or two, or something okay. like that. So it's just funny, like, I have, like, really deep roots in, like, Pennsylvania as well. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, but I spent most of my, my youth and my growing up in New Jersey, and uh, that's kind of really where the music shit started, you know? Doing shows, you know, my brother Prime Prolific and my brother Seb and, you know what I mean, my, my homie Conflict, and there's all these different casts that, like, you know what I mean? Like, like Conflict was, um, he was working with Lord Jamar real closely. Okay. And uh, that was like his neighbor. And so I, I did shows a couple, I believe I did one or two shows with Lord Jamar, and like John Robinson, a.k.a. Little Side. Okay, little Side, yes. Like, you know what I mean? These are all people that I, that I sign, Little Side, John Robinson I know like on a personal level. You know what I mean? That man yeah. knows my, my first and last name. Like, mm. you know, and I obviously know his. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. Robinson. Yeah. I haven't seen him in years, man. And it's like. It's crazy, like, people like that that were always on the conscious tip. When I was, like, out there really wilding, you know what I mean, taking mad drugs and drinking, mm. they always showed me, like, love, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just want to put that out there. It's crazy, 704, as soon as I said love, 704 popped up. Yeah. 704 is God, bro. Yeah. And 704 is Charlotte. Oh, uh, the area code? Area code, Oh, yeah. that's ill. So that's, that's crazy. Ill. So, yeah, but anyway, back to what I was saying, like, I just want to put that out there. Like, shout out to John Robinson. You always a positive dude. Never judge me, man. You know what I mean? When I was out there wilding, uh, bro. That's uh, that's respect. one of the standout. No, for sure. Props to John Robinson. Little side, verbally fly with dying clothes. Um, yes. He uh, he was a. St- I mean, to me, he was one of the standout voices on Little Slap. Like the, the the first the first compilation. It, that was one of the voices that stood out to me. And then you know, every once in a while, you'd hear something from him, and I'd be like, yo, this this cat is is ill. Um, you came across these people. I mean, I'm sure that there was a period in your in, uh, in your musical journey that before you came across these people, that you started to get down, decided to sit down and write stuff down. Yeah. Um, how was that like? So uh, you know, we had a couple of people around the way, you know, in uh, East Kingsburg, New Jersey, that uh, you know, of course, they sold drugs and uh, they they would go out of town and they pick up like mixtapes. So we would get these mixtapes in in the neighborhood. They would come from like New York and, and up North Jersey from Newark and all that, and even like even a little bit closer from like Perth Amboy, New Jersey, okay. which is more central. And um, they had like beats on them, and we would all freestyle. And around this time, it was like it was like Eight Mile came out, so like everybody mm. thought they were rapper. It didn't matter what you looked like, everyone was battling, bro. It's <laughs> it's just like you know the culture is like that, man. And yeah. battling was becoming bigger. I remember we were watching Smack DVD. Yeah. And, um, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Murder Mook and, yeah, you, know, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? T-Rex and mm-hmm. uh, watching all these battles and stuff. And, like, uh, just Smack DVD, all the freestyle. So we were we were just, like, everybody was trying to rap and freestyle. I remember 
I finally started to rap, and my friends were like, you're trash, you're whack, <laughs> you're garbage, you're never going to be great, yo. And I remember, like, like flipping out and leaving. I was like, fuck y'all, I'm going to go home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to yeah. be better than all y'all. Yeah. And, and you know, come, come to the show, like, that it was true because a few years later, all them same kids were coming to the shows and like, damn, yo, you really like, yo, you did it, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, I remember I was opening up for like Slain and like Jedi Mind Tricks okay. and all these people and um, they were just like, damn, yo, you really did it, bro. Like, I'm like, fucking told you, man. You used to tell me I was trapped. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't walk around asking for credit. Be like, yeah, see what we did? We motivated you. Like, nah, like that. Nah, they nah. can't claim that, yo. You just decided yeah. to be about your business and you was focused and went back and started really putting paper to pen or pen to paper. I wrote rhymes more than I did homework in school, bro. Mm. It's a miracle that I, my GPA is like 1.46. <laughs> it's a miracle. I'm a, I'm a D student. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a miracle that I even have a high school diploma. Mm. I had mm. to do, like, extra credit shit during the summer and, like, all sorts of, like... I was good with computers, so I was like, all right, okay. you to do this shit on the computer. And, uh, it's a miracle I have a high school diploma. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's wild that um, a lot of times it's... I don't, I don't want to put the blame all on the teacher, but... It's. I think we've gone away from the from the time frame where teachers try to look for what it is in certain students that'll help them succeed or, or propel them or, or, or kind of a, um, kind of kind of how do you say um, bring them into like learning or being more about learning. Um, and some teachers do it. Some teachers don't. Some teachers just sit in there and they're like, "Yo, just do the course." They don't say, do the work. This is what I expect from you, and that's it. Because um, I'm sure with the writing, well, your computer, you was good at computers, but I'm sure, like, an English teacher would have, like, picked up on, on your, your um, how do you say, um, your wanting or, your, or your, your ability at writing. They probably could have flipped that around and maybe at least, you know, Some of them did, but I was just such a, I was just such a, like, delinquent. Like I, I didn't even show Like you know They say like Half of half of it is showing up mm. It got to the point Where I stopped going to school Oh wow Cause okay. like I was smoking a lot of weed Back then And taking pills and stuff When I was like mm. a teenager So like kids would like Mess with me Cause I would be like Sleeping in class And they would tap on my shoulder And then I'd just wake up And just start beating them up Like you know So it got to the point Where I was like I don't even want to deal With this anymore wow. I wouldn't even I just stopped showing up To school mm. So I just um You know that's just what it was, man. Yeah, Stop okay. showing up to school. Uh-huh. Okay, well, yo, shout out <laughs> to the teachers then. I was totally wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, they, they tried to help me, dude. Okay. They tried to help. And, and and I'm mature enough to admit that now, but for years I was like, man, fuck them teachers. Yeah. Like, there's still a couple of them teachers that it's like, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they always judge me and always treated me like fucking garbage, human garbage. But mm-hmm. for the most part, man, I mean, I was just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like that shows growth to recognize that. Though. Yeah. Dope. Um, so Jersey, you start opening up for Lord Jamar. Um, you start getting involved with Prime Prolific. Um, at what point do you decide going from rapping into produce? What came first, producing or DJing? Well, well you was producing early because you had the, you had the drum machine. Yeah, producing. You was like, and then uh, on PlayStation One, they had this thing called MTV Music Generator. So I started making beats on there. Then, mm. Got on a computer was like Acid Pro, okay. FL Studio. I mean, you name it, I I used it, bro. And, and then eventually, you know, got into Ableton Live, and now I use Ableton and, and Machine mm. for all my production. But I've used the MPC before, you know. I mean, like I said, name it, I've used it man. Mm. at least once or twice. Uh, de- definitely, I mean, Ableton's no small feat. Like, uh, shouts to the homie Orion with what they do, hip hop radio. Um, when I was starting to get into a little more of the post production for the for the podcast, um, he tried. He tried to show me Ableton, and uh, he, you know, he pointed out a couple things. And he's like, "Yeah, if you want to do this, do this." Bro, I was so confused. I was, <laughs> I was like, "Wait, hold on a second. Okay, normalize. Like, okay, wait, no." He's like, "No, then you can mess with the synth, the wave." And I was like. I walked away from there going, I, I think I learned, but I don't know how to apply it. Then again, he comes from full sale, so it might be a little easier for him to connect the dots, but I was yeah. like, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to roll right back to Audacity, where, <laughs> where everything's pretty much simple and easy for me to get to. I think it's a, a matter of having too many options. But the reason I say that is, 
for you to evolve to a point where you get to Ableton, I guess you have to be pretty smooth with computers, like you said early on. Yeah, and I also was taught by DJ Fiello at Scratch DJ Academy how to use Ableton. Okay, shouts to that. So I was already using Ableton before that, but he he like taught me things that I didn't. I was like, oh wow, that's a lot easier if I just do that. You know what I mean? Mm. And I was stubborn. I'd be like, oh, why why you got me doing this? You know? I know I was a pain. I was like I said, still now I'm a pain in the ass student. I'll tell the teacher what to do, you know? Yeah. Because I, I have that complex. Because when I was younger, when I was like five, six years old, they started installing the, uh, like these little shitty ass like Mac computers, right? In, in the school, they were the, the one Macintosh, with the big tube on the back? The Macintosh Apple. Yeah. And this te- even the computer teacher had no idea how to use it. I was teaching the computer teacher how to use the computers. So that kind of put you in a spot where I'm like, yo, I might have to do most of the talking. Like, I can't really take what this person's saying as what yeah. it is. Yeah, now, damn, I never realized that that might have planted the seed for, like, my ego. Like, yo, these people can't tell me shit. Yeah, yeah. I can see where that happens. I taught y'all shit. Like, (laughs) you can't teach me nothing, man. And I'm not getting paid to do it. You're getting paid to do it. Yeah, man, I'm coming in here fucking pretty much your slave for the next, what, 12, 13 years? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's wild. So you, now you're getting into production, um, and then you said you attended the the, 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 the Scratch Academy. Yeah. Uh, what what inspired you? I mean, it's all I know. It's all like kind of interwoven. It's pretty much close related. But going from producing to be like, oh, I want to do DJ and I want to blend. I want to scratch. What inspired that? Because I for years when I was like doing uh, open mics and stuff and, and getting into ciphers with like you know. Boom Squad cats, you know what I mean? Like, shouts to Tame One, mm. Artifacts, you mm. know. Being around all them cats, you know, uh, and Rhino CMZ, DJ Max Jerome, I mean, I could just start naming all these these Jersey cats that are just like legendary DJs. My homie DJ Absurd, you know, I, I would just like, uh, and if I ain't shout you out, man, my bad, I just want to keep it moving. But, um, I would just stand behind them when they would DJ and I would watch them use this shit and I would like, I'm like, yo, one day I'm going to be a DJ. Mm. So I already knew I wanted to be a DJ like when I was a kid. Okay. But I just, my family wasn't going to buy me all that equipment. They're like, we're not going to spend $1,000 for fucking yeah. you to make a bunch of noise in the yeah. house. <laughs> and we can't even afford this. Like, yeah. you know, like, my family, like, like they had, like, we weren't poor by any means. But for the longest time, I never had no pair of Jordans when I was a kid. Me, same. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't go and buy me Jordans. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not saying that they didn't buy me, like, cool sneakers. They definitely did. They bought me, like, some cool skate shoes. Yeah. But I had to get, like, good grades and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. actually it throws me back. It throws me for a loop. So I remember one time I beat this kid up at school, and I got suspended, and then my my my, my granddad brought me school shop. He brought me shopping to get clothes, and I was like, I don't know if he was congratulating me. <laughs> Or what? Because, like, it was so weird. It was, like, the one time he didn't get mad. So, like, I don't know. It was just weird. That would be strange. It's like, how do you take that? How do you it was, like, reverse that? psychology. Maybe he was, like, maybe if I'm cool with, you know? Then it would have, you would avoid, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to avoid the next the next thing. Like, I don't know, man. But that kid I wound up beating up wound up being, like, kind of cool anyway. So, shots yeah. him, man. Dude. Sorry for beating him up in hey, middle school, bro. <laughs> We're all about redemption here on My this bad. podcast. Sorry, so, bro. So a lot of cats you named as far as Team One. Um, these are cats from the area, your, your specific area, or nah. this is people you came through through the, just the, the, the musical North scene? North Jersey. So like, you know, Tame, you know, he has a homeboy named DJ Porno. And DJ Porno is actually the older cousin of Just Blades. Wow. So okay. Porno is like a very like big inspiration of mine to DJ. Like, and, and you know, even like, I want to try to get in graffiti because he's a graffiti artist. And he's a, he's actual artist, artist like okay. for real, like painter and graphic artist. And uh, I remember he would, he would like yo fuck that you know paint because some of the other graph artists be like yo stick to stick to rapping bro. You know what I mean? Because they were like they were really out there catching ups, dude. And they're like yo stick to rapping bro. You know so. Yeah. But yeah, like you know porno made beats and he DJed. I'm like shit. He actually recorded uh, the song Druggy Fresh on the League Brothers album. The League Brothers? I don't think I heard of the League that's, Brothers. That's Tame One and Cage. Rick, oh, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. That's wild. I gotta yeah. I gotta go back and do some homework then. Yeah, that's some, some ill shit. So yeah, you know, being around like them cats, they were up in like 
Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'll go out there to a spot called the Armory Tavern. Okay. And uh, that's like how I really got down with like freestyling and uh, just being around like break. You know, they were playing break beats. And, okay. Like, we had an event out there called Raw Form, and it was every Sunday actually. And uh, yeah, it was it was just like there's no way to describe it, but like graffiti, freestyling on break beats. Some battles would happen just on the spot. I mean, it was just, just surrounded by the culture, dude. It was nothing to describe, it, bro. It was like, and this is like ten years ago, and it went on for a few years, and then you know, R.I.P. to the the Armory Tavern. You know, shouts to Paulie and Subtraction and his family. You know, y'all tried to keep it running for as long as you could. I really salute you, man, and, and I miss the Armory a lot. Wow. So you also mentioned on Human Sushi. You also mentioned traveling from Jersey then you end up in North Carolina yeah um, and the, one of the first things which I, I think is dope it's like one of the first things you do is get involved with the music scene um, tell me about the differences between those two scenes and then how you kind of like like how you how you came across or what was like your first experience with that scene so at first when I first went down to North Carolina I was like in Charlotte I was like, this ain't like what I thought North Carolina was gonna be like. I thought it was all like ninth wonder shit. I was in Charlotte, man, and they was like, bro, like it was like I was the only dude with my complexion around where I live, mm. and these dudes were like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And they were like listening to mixtapes with like, like Yo Gotti and shit. Okay, okay. And Yo Gotti's dope. Don't get me wrong, but I was like. But it was that influence. That was what it was, was like deep down south underground shit. Okay. You know, and I was like, it was like south music, and I was just like, I thought at that time, like my 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 worldview was like northeast, east coast, and then the southeast is like the beats were faster. It was different. I was like, I didn't even know like how to approach it. Mm. So I remember this dude, you know, this drug dealer man. I used to cop bud from man. We used to have to boost him over church. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I used to cop butt off him off the chair. He's like, you need to make some more down south beats. And I was like, he's like, you got them alchemist sounding beats. That's cool, but you need to make some down south beats. And I was like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, you know. And then, yo, goes to show that, like, I went back up to New Jersey and I, I was just like, slowly started to, like, realize I'm like, wow, I actually got a lot of southern influences, you know, like, mm. you know, I like UGK, I like, you know, 3-6 Mafia, you know what I mean? I like Scarface and the Ghetto Boys and all that stuff. And yeah. I really started to like, you know, and then ASAP, ASAP Mom came out during that time. They're from New York. Yeah. But they had a lot of down south influence. And I'm like, yo, these beats are crazy. So I started listening to all them kind of beats more and then like Kendrick Lamar came out. Mm. He had a like, West Coast style, but he had some of them just different beats than I normally would listen to or try to make. And that's when I started to like really get into them kind of beats. So when I went back down south to North Carolina again, it was like it was like I actually got tapped into the people who were making like that boom bap shit. Okay. So it was weird. It was just like but they were doing the boom bap and they were doing the bounce type shit. So it was like a whole revolution was happening where it's like, yo, you don't gotta rap to one kind of fucking beat. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I, I that helped me ske- step my skills up as a producer. Okay. You know? That, you know, it's wild that um, that how the order of things happened. Like the second time you pulled up to North Carolina was when you was where when you came across the sound that you were expecting the first time around. Yeah. Like it happened on purpose. Like it was weird, man. It was like it was like yeah. That's, not by chance. Th- that's yeah. That's fucked out. Yeah. The first time around, you're like, this is not what I was expecting as far as production coming out of here. You go back, you kind of find your way around that style of production, and then when you come back, they're like, oh, this is the boom bap I was looking for at the beginning, or in the first place. Um, at that point, were you already producing for people? Like, were people purchasing beats from you, yeah. making music on your beats? Yeah. So. I, I was doing. I was producing beats for people. You know, I was producing for Prime and myself. And uh, you know, then I'm when I moved down south. You know, I started producing for a cat named Joe Sig, and uh, that's how I met Jamonte and uh, all these other people, man. And uh, I producing for the homie Spitty, and you know, a lot of my own shit too. You know, I'm okay. producing for myself, and you know, I came across a lot of people in the underground that were like doing music that was like very like-minded. You know. 
Yeah. And when you say South, you're still referring to North Carolina or you're referring yeah. out of South? Okay, so let's North move. North Carolina. North Carolina. All right, so let's journey a little further south. It brings you to this location here. Um, when you got here, you jumped into the scene as well. What was that like? Uh, honestly, I already was like familiar with the uh, underground scene here in Florida. Okay. Through like the Master Builders, um, you okay. know, Serum, No Emotion, Willie Hayes. Gotcha. Those were like the people I was very familiar with. You know, shout out to Lord Gamma. Lord Gamma, he's the he's the inter, he's the e bully man. He's the internet bully man. Really? Yeah. Shout out to Lord Gamma, yo. Like, Because I would like look at I would like look at pictures of this dude. And I'm like, I'm scared to talk shit to this guy because he's like this muscular dude and he's just like. What's up, fucker? You know, <laughs> he was like, he was like the, he's like the high school bully, but the internet version. But uh, yo, he's probably gonna Gamma. get a good laugh out of this, yo, yo. yo. He didn't share that story with us, man. When he was on the episode, Lord Gamma, he came. No, he probably don't even remember. <laughs> he probably he was probably like tripping on mushrooms or something. <laughs> yo, but he's he is like, he's one of my influences, like as a producer, bro. Like real okay. talk. Like, I was up on him years ago, dude. Like you know what I mean? Wow. And. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy, dude. But shouts to Lord Gamma, yo. And, uh, um, you know, that's how I became familiar with, like, the homie Exit Detective through all like that. Okay. You know, uh, like, it's just crazy, bro. It's wow. No, it seems real storied, man. It seems real storied. Yeah. So now, um, oh, at what point did you come up? At what point did you do um, If the Shoe Fits? W- was that Jersey? Wow, you really, you did your homework, bro. <laughs> I'm saying. Nobody has ever asked me about that, bro. Like, saying, you did your super duper homework. I'm with saying. With Al Bundy on the cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Was that, was that a, was that was a Jersey, Jersey. moment? Oh, it was Jersey. Okay. Was Jersey when I put that out. Okay, okay. Yeah. What's interesting about that album is that it, it kind of, it has, you're fully represented through it. But it has a, a bit of a compilation vibe too, because you, yeah. you, you, um, you. A lot you of them songs Star. weren't solo songs. Yeah. Um, Morning uh, Star. Morning Star was there, and then you had a couple other features on there. Um, the interesting part is, uh, I, I think. Well, this was 2011 or 14. Yeah, we recorded a lot of them songs in like 2009, 2010. Okay, and I'm trying to remember what the 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 if at that point in the musical landscape there was um, people were putting out songs that were one song, but it was the beat like it was two different beats, but all under one song. Because you have Fury that starts off under one like has one vibe, and then it goes into. Um, I guess the, the, the name the name song Rich Mahogany jumps in later on, right? It's like it's two it's two different songs kind of like encapsulated under one. I don't title. even know how you got that version. Spotify, bro. It turned into this. It got to be remix, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, that's what it is. I don't even know how that version got on the internet. <laughs> that's crazy. Bro. So that was what we were just doing. Like, I've mixed that, but it was only on, like, a physical copy. Really? Yeah. Yep. See, we find out stuff on Bruce Beats and Eats all the time. That's um, crazy. I thought it was, I thought it was, so you didn't intend for it to sound like, come out like that? No, I did intend for that, but it was only on a physical version. A, oh, okay, okay. So someone, somebody uploaded that physical version. Yeah, shout out to Fiswat, aka, and Fiswat is how I found out about Serum. Okay, Serum, yes. So, Kendall Legend, Kendall is fuck. is, like... It's, yeah, man, it's, it all flows. Yeah. It all flows. Yes. So you've done production for Serum as well. Who else? No, done? I haven't. Right. No, you no. haven't? I just, Serum and I, like, Serum knew me as a rapper. Oh, okay. I knew him as a rapper. And was, you know, I had a big respect for him. And then, like, you know, he started sharing my music videos. And so I'm like, damn, man, there's somebody I look up to, you know? Gotcha. So it was like, yeah. Dope. So that doesn't mean that we can't have... Eventually, we could come across a serum-produced track by none other than DJ Ben working. I mean, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, put it out there in existence, and hopefully, it happens. Oh yeah, nah, it's definitely gotta happen. I think Serum and I just have to get up in person. Yeah, yeah. I want to do something with Heron too, where we both do cuts and both produce the beat together. Shouts to DJ Heron. I'm gonna put sure. that out there. You know what I mean? I got a lot of respect for that dude. You know dope, yeah. That Heron came up in the same neighborhood I came up when I when I uh, moved down from New York in North Miami Beach. So he's a, he's a staple, a legend down there. Um, damn, yeah, we, we covered a good amount. We got to know DJ Ben working. Um, there's a couple other things we got to get to before we make this a full podcast. Uh, but if you want to hit them one time with the official business, uh, where they can find you, where yeah. they can hear the music, where can they get the production at, let them know. 
561-325-3498 or you can hit me up DJ at BenWorkin.com. That's one E and no G. That's it. One E, no G. And this is Bruce Beats and East with O-Head E. I tried to freestyle it. That was horrible. Hey, Bruce Beats and East, the podcast. Y'all stick around. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Yo, Bruce Beats and East, the podcast, that we have reached the Bruce portion. All right, uh, beer, music, and food discussed here. Um, this time around, we're gonna throw, we're gonna switch it up. We've done it before in the past, where several of my other guests that don't drink beer, um, and we've kind of flipped it up because you could technically talk about coffee, tea, because those are both brewed as well. Um, been working, you don't drink beer. It was a time where you were. Now you're you're in sobriety now. So beers are a thing of the past. Um, at, at what time? At what point in time did you decide to make that uh, make that move in your life? Please? Last year, before I came down to Florida. Okay. Yeah, I came down here for, for treatment. You know what I mean? And then, mm. uh, you know, uh, start working twelve step fellowship. You know okay. I mean? Working with a sponsor, but uh, I would say back when I did drink beer, let's just throw this out here. Yeah. And I say this to clarify, back when I did, and if you're in recovery, I do not suggest that you go out and drink because alcohol is a drug. Mm. All right? Yeah. But um, for me, I, you know, I liked a good stout or an IPA. You okay. You know what I mean? But, that was, the, know, that was the one. That was back then. Yeah. Know? Now, I, you know, you cast me. I drink a, con, a fucking kombucha. Okay. You know what I mean? You brew, drinking some coffee. I like coladas. You know what I mean? Espresso. You know, I, yeah, they just said matcha. Like, matcha is real good, too. Matcha tea. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, you know, I, I still drink brews. I just don't drink brews with alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. It makes it fitting. Yeah. Um, tea, the, the, the tea, your go-to tea, which one would that be? Earl Grey. Oh, Earl Grey. Yeah. So it's Star Trek style. <laughs> What's the connection there? Break that down to me. Come on, man. I'm trying to think because I've heard the the, the the statement before. I've heard that reference, but I'm not sure. Card, man. That card. was him, yeah, Earl Grey, all day. Yeah, he's a, he's an Earl Grey sipper, man. Ah, okay. On the USS Enterprise, he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he was able to, you know what I mean, do his thing. It's the Earl Grey, it's the yeah. special powers. Yeah. Man, I wonder. Man. I wonder if that was that was where the facepalm meme was invented when he was like they bought him some tea and it wasn't Earl Grey and he's like he just covered yeah, his face. He was hating. He was like, nah, <laughs> dope. Oh, I can't rock with that. Bullshit. I can't rock with nothing else. You talk about coffees also. Have you were, were you always a coffee drinker? Absolutely. Okay. Um, what's what was the first, okay? What's your what's your experience like with coffee down here? Like when you came down to South Florida and you tried. That's how I found out about coladas. I was like, what is this? I remember they gave me a shot of it at, at Scratch. I said, yo, there's no alcohol in that, right? And they laughed. They're like, nah, bro, it's coffee. They're like, it's just coffee and sugar, bro. Try yeah. it. And I, I had it, and I was like, oh. I was like, I want more. They're like, yo, chill. Yeah. And now I drink the whole colada. I'm like down in coladas, you know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't had a colada in a couple weeks now. Yeah. You know? and, and granted, they don't serve them here. Yeah. But, um, you know, they serve them up at the, Col- the Colombian spot. Yeah, street, yeah. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I I just uh, love coffee, man. I really do. It's it's great. You know, I like a good cold brew though. You know, it's strong like the, like the nitro cold brew. Okay. It's stronger and it's more concentrated. And like sometimes in this hot ass heat with this humidity, I can't really drink no hot coffee, man. I'm, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. die, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know That's I mean? too much. You don't want to compound. Caffeine already like raises your body temperature mm-hmm. as it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, it, I'm glad that whoever put you onto the coladas kind of like told you, yo, don't go. Because I've heard stories before where people were like, oh, this stuff is great, and they go back and the next day, or they would drink the whole little. They order a colada and then you know you're supposed to split that up amongst the little cups, and they would just take the, I guess what it was like the the, the the four ounce container or the three ounce container, and they would take that to the head. That's what I do all the time. And they and they were doing it so often that. <laughs> At one point, people started noticing the difference, like where they were like a little more, like jittery, and they're like, "Yo, what's wrong?" And like, "I've been drinking this coffee; it's great." And they're like, "Yo, you're not supposed to drink that much." Like, so, and then uh, apparently he got he checked the the blood pressure out, and she was through the roof. Like, he went to one of those Walgreens and put his arm in the in the sleeve, and he was he was going, "Yo, he's up." It's strong. It is. I'm not even a coffee drinker, and I know coffee drinkers always say, "It's like, yeah, now you take a little sip." That gets you right where you need to be, and you keep moving. Um, kombucha, 
Um, yeah. That's something I, I'm just recently started getting into. So it's fermented tea. Is that what that that's is? That's why they have to put a disclaimer on there and it said that it contains trace amount of alcohol, but trust me, this shit is not going to get you drunk. Okay. You know, and um, I know a lot of people in recovery that, that they won't drink it. For that simple reason. For that simple reason, but I'll tell you what, anytime I've ever drank a kombucha, all I ever made me want to do is go take a poop on the toilet and do some yoga. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it never made me want to go out and, like, you know, drive a, a stolen car and smash it to a Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. Like, it, it doesn't, something like that, you know? It doesn't you know? It doesn't put you in the mind frame where you no. got to do something illegal. No, you try to do something probiotic. To better self you. yourself. Yeah, better help yourself. Duh. Yeah, man. Have you seen the, I've seen, I got a homeboy of mine who brews the kombucha, and have you seen like the, it's kind of like a, a blob, I think it's, it, have you seen how they brew the kombucha? Yeah, so they, they, um, kind of looks like a the scobies, yeah, they, they get the, something, I don't know what the hell it's called, it's like these little like, um, bacteria, mm-hmm. it's so weird man, and I don't they, know. It, it's strange because I've seen my homie Shasta said seven. I know he did it one time at the crib where he was brewing kombucha, and it's like it's kind of dangerous to do it at your house, to be honest. Is it? Yeah, you need to have like the right equipment. Oh damn. Yeah, like well, because he wasn't really, selling like, it. Get sick if, if you don't brew it right. Okay, that's what I've been told. Bro, well, I'm glad he wasn't selling it. It was just for 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 solo consumption. Yeah. <laughs> for personal use, but uh, yeah, it was like this blob, and I guess the blob keeps putting out the bacteria that you would use to make the kombucha. Dang. That's, that's wild. It comes from fermented white tea. Is that okay? So white tea. It's early like old, picks. ancient, ancient like Asian thing. You know, they would mm. like do it. They would ferment it. Okay. And I think they actually discovered it by accident. But like most, like most fermented things yeah, are like are, that. Yeah, yeah, by accident. Yeah. The sourdoughs, like yeah, like oh, this is by accident. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, like um, even psilocybin, when when human beings were evolving. When really? the, when, the, the fully, when the human being wasn't, uh, you know, you had like a, a Homo erectus who was like upright standing. Then okay. You had the more you know, um, you know, Cro-Magnon kind of man. Yes. And, and uh, look, I ain't no fucking scientist or anthropologist, so if I'm wrong, go look it up yourself. <laughs> but you know, the, those that couldn't walk upright, mm-hmm. you know, they were searching for food, and then they came across the psilocybin. Damn. Allegedly. Psilocybin. I'm going to have to look that the up. Mushrooms. Ah, okay. And okay. they say that that's a part of human beings' evolution. Really? Which is probably, I mean, look, I'm not going to eat them, but this is what has been said by some historians okay. of uh, different types. But that's so amazing. That's I, amazing. I don't know. Maybe that's what, you know, helped them evolve. Maybe not. I don't suggest anybody take no mushrooms, but I got plenty of friends in the music scene to do. I'm not gonna put your business out there. Y'all be going too crazy with that shit. Chill out, man. We'll keep the name secret <laughs> to protect the identity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Psilocybin. The, th- the closest thing I heard to psilocybin is lactobacillus, and that's a uh, and that's actually a, a probiotic. A probiotic, and it's what's what's used to make sour beers. But that's a whole other situation. Um, Damn kombuchas, coffees, teas. Um, Earl Grey, Earl Grey. Now Earl Grey is that something? How it's do, a black what, tea. Okay, that the effect of Earl Grey is it like a soothing? Is oh, it something no. you could drink before you go to bed? Is it something no, that you could? No, that's caffeinated. Oh, so that's it's really that's caffeinated. Gonna wake you up. For the most part, it's a, it's a it's a black tea. You know what I mean? With uh, it's not as much caffeine as a cup of coffee, mm. but it, it's the more drink, caffeinated of the teas. You drink a cup, you get. You drink a couple cups of Earl Grey, you gonna be feeling straight. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. So, I imagine there's teas for certain situations. Is there a certain tea that you would use, like to to wind? I mean, some of them might even inspire you to do yoga, like you said. But, <laughs> but is there a tea you drink like to wind down? Yeah, chamomile. Okay. Okay. Yeah, chamomile is good and uh, peppermint. Alright, nice. Well, those will help me relax. You okay. Know what I mean? Help me go to sleep. I haven't even drank tea in a while. Yeah. I actually put got no emotion in the in the whole tea thing. He oh, started getting you? really obsessed. I was like, yo, start drinking tea. I gave him a bunch of tea. So you were the one. He mentioned I, it on the podcast. I sent yeah. him home with mad tea, and then you know he was like, yo, thank you, thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. You know, he's all no emotion about it. Shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Love that guy. You, you helped him find the glitch. You know, he knows what's up with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty dope because he did mention it on the podcast. He's like, I only drink on the weekends, but the rest of the week I'm drinking tea with nothing in it. It's just straight tea. 
So you were the one that put him on to that. He don't drink tea with caffeine in it. No? Okay. So okay. he drinks a lot of like herbal teas, you know what I mean? Gotcha. And it's cool because I put him on to a lot of different herbal teas, so nice. I'm like happy, you know? And then like, you know, there's different cons, you know, you got Slippery Elm, you know, you got, there's a lot of good stuff out there that's good for you. What's the tea of choice while you're producing something? Or what's the drink of choice when you're producing something, whether it's tea, coffee, kombucha? Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate, oh, Yerba Mate, okay, yeah. okay. That that, that yes. opens up the, the, the creative process? Yeah, I, I drink on them and then I'm smoking cigarettes. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's going out of style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't really, it's weird, I don't really smoke, like when I go and smoke a cigarette, right, and I'm not making music, I can't even smoke a whole cigarette, but if I'm like, Making beats or like doing music, I'm like chief in cigarettes. Really? It's so weird. It's like something it's, I associate with it. It's kind of like people at a club drinking uh, alcohol and they're like, oh, the only time I drink, I smoke yeah. cigarettes is when I drink something. Like I've heard that often too. Yeah. That terminology. I never got into cigarettes, so I'm not, can't, can't really correlate, but it's. I smoke American spirits. American, okay. Traditional joints. Yeah. <laughs> I smoke those, man. Word. Okay. But yeah, sm- um, I will put it out there that. that Smoking tobacco is actually disrespectful to the plant, and I, I'm guilty of it because mm. tobacco is used in, in uh, you know, ceremony. Got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the origin of it was made by the natives. You know yes. Okay. So I my brother Hawk to put me on that. Wow. So, so my peoples, we talk brews, we talk kom- kombucha, kombucha. For some reason, I want to say kombacha, but it's, that's kombacha as an artist. Yeah, some people be calling, can, calling it kombacha and shit. Kombacha. I'm like, yo, you, you like, say it right. You sound like... <laughs> I was almost guilty of that. Like, that's I was like, like, a, that's like a white person saying, like, guacamole. <laughs> like, bro, you extra oh, quesadilla. Quesadilla. Like, quesadilla. Yeah, shout out to Jay Quesadilla, bro. You know, R.P. Dilla. Yeah. Quesadilla. Fuck it's Dia. No, it's a quesadilla. There ain't no Dilla. It, bro. <laughs> Dope. Yo, Blue Beats and these y'all stay tuned. We're gonna get into these beats. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Yes, we're back. We're still here. I got DJ Ben working with me. Uh, from Jersey, PA, North Carolina, down <laughs> in South Florida now. Uh, from everywhere. From everywhere. He's touched multiple spots on the on the map. Um Nonetheless, we talk we talk beats here. We talk uh, my guests' musical taste, uh, what they're listening to, uh, what their playlist would would uh, what would their playlist consist of. Um, and since we have a beat maker, we'll get into that too. Uh, first and foremost, been working. What's something that you're bumping to nowadays? What does a playlist sound like? Yo, I listen to a lot of everything, man. I mean, I come across a lot of music here in subculture, like a lot of alternative music and. Okay. Just- some left field shit I would never listen to, man. And I shazam it. Mm. And the next thing you know, I go home. I start making DJ edits. I'm sampling some of them, making beats out of it. You know what right. I mean? But um, I listen to a lot of man. Um, I listen to a lot of like classic dance hall. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Just a lot of different music, man. Uh, old school, old metal, like Black Sabbath and shit. You know? mm. I mean, then. You know, listen to like you know Griselda. Mm, okay. You know, I listen to a lot of a lot of different kind of music, man. Uh, it's hard for me to put like a um, a finger on it. Man. On exactly one. Yeah. No, but that's good, and I'm sure that does that is that something that you could attribute to helping you as a producer? I imagine. Yeah, as a producer and as a DJ. Okay. So there's even music that I DJ that I vibe with when I'm DJing that I don't even listen to. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so so and the, then in, in the turn, moment sometimes I wind up listening to it when I'm not DJing, and then I huh. start liking music that I normally wouldn't have liked. Wow! I have to keep an open mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as a no. DJ, because it's not about what I want to hear. If I'm playing music for people and I want them to dance, I'm gonna play music. I need to be able to read the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is, bro. You it's need true. to know your crowd. Definitely, I know that's that's all part of the arsenal, the weaponry, where you have to have music of all types. So, like you said, you're reading the crowd, and if it's going, you're trying to get in one direction, and maybe they're not feeling it. You got to throw something else on there and know what it is. Yeah. That, that, I, mean, I started throwing down like some like techno and drum and bass and shit when I was at the bomb shelter, you know. Okay. And, like you know, Pete came up to me he's like, "Yo, no DJ has ever played this here before. This is crazy. You even <laughs> play this?" I was like, "Yo, I'm." I'm 
You know what I mean? I like music. Yeah. I listen to music. I think that's why. That's probably why I never became a DJ because I was. I'm very. I was very close-minded for a long time about what I like to listen to. Yeah. And uh, it is only. And it's only like as of late that I'm like, okay, I'm trying to listen. To, now there's still stuff that I, I keep off my radar. Like I can't mess with it. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that would have been my handicap. I was like, yeah, I would only play what I wanted to hear. They would be like, yo, get this guy off the deck. So I'm like, yeah, he's gotta yeah. go. He's gotta go. Yeah, that was told to me by one of my mentors, DJ Max Jerome. He's like, don't try to be Mr. Hip Hop. Mm, mm. I was like, you're right, because I'll stay Mr. Bro. <laughs> you know? I gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta be, and you gotta have some corny songs put in there. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing about open format. It was it was tough for me when I was learning how to do open format shit. I remember I actually had like, I kind of got angry with them. I was like, I scratched. I was like, yo, I don't want to play this shit, man. Like, this shit's whack. <laughs> I like finally one day I was like I don't want to play this, so I was like started. I thought I was being a troll. I started playing like Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys, and then throwing in like like Rump Shaker, and they were like I was just being a troll, and they were like Yo, that's dope, you know. I was like mixing all these songs that I would never mix, and then I started mixing them and, and like just doing open format, going from like one genre to another. Yeah. And then like that's open format, man. You're working on your open format. Yeah. And you know, and I was just trolling them. I was just like play, I would play like NSYNC or something, bro. And it was backfiring in the best way because like, they were turning yeah. around like, yo, he's getting the hang of it. Like he's yeah. understanding. Because <laughs> I was just trolling them. I was like, man, like, nah, like you know, I was. And I do it every once in a while on the set. And I know when I'm on Twitch, I notice people. They hop off. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> you don't get it. I, I remember I do like Sting or like Michael McDonald's uh, there, in like the middle of like a hardcore hip hop mix. Yeah. I'll just mix that shit in there and I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. What else do you learn in the Scratch Academy besides the open format? What's something else that they teach you? Learn how to mix vinyl. Okay. Like, okay. That's what they first teach you. Then I learn how to get on the CDJs. Then controllers, then you know, Serato vinyl, and uh, that's how I learned about the Brain 12, and that's what I use now. The Brain 12s, they don't even have a needle on it. I was like, the first time I was on the Brain 12s, I was like, oh, this is it. That's the, the one. The Brain 12 is the one with the Bluetooth needle that you put on the center of the no, record. No, that's the phase. That's the phase. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I never used that before, but I'm okay. open-minded to using it. You know. So the Brain 12, how does it pick up the? Uh, you're not putting a needle on it. It's a controller. Okay. You know what I mean? So like it spins like a record, but the actual like motor is uh, is uh, in sync with um, Serato. Uh, gotcha. So they're, gotcha. Just, they're basically designed to be used with Serato. Yeah. But it still spins like a record. Okay. So when you stop it, it sounds stop like you stop. You know, you scratch. It sounds like you scratch. Okay. Record. Okay. Now, um, were you? When you first started messing with, I mean, I imagine technology has improved to the point where now where it's very on point as to the, the action that you do, it, it immediately translates into yeah, the sound. Yeah, they're constantly the firmware and all okay. that, so like all that shit is, is very like, um, it's very up to date. Did you, do get, did you get a chance to do sets down here, or you did? Down here before COVID hit? Just the show at the bomb shelter. That was it. Mm. That was it. You know, other than that, just been on Twitch, bro. Mr. Okay. Bedroom DJ, man. There you go. But I'm um, doing this fundraiser on October 31st. So Dope. Let us know about that. What's up with that? Party. It'll be at a place called the AR Center. So it's cool, man. It's going to be, you know, people will be wearing two masks, you know. You know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, you know, especially. I don't want to get all super political. I know I got on there on human sushi. Shouts down. But, yeah, I really don't. I, I, I feel like it went a little too uh, political for a while. And, uh, honestly, man, that shit really is a bummer. You know? It does. You know, but I, I enjoyed it because it was a conversation that needed to be had. You know, but yeah. You know, I, hopefully the world starts to go back to normal. That's yeah. All yeah. Yeah. Like, no, and, and people. I mean, even right down to the to doing the online streaming, that's definitely a, a, a it's a, it's a it's a wonderful resource for those who are more used to having a nightlife or used to getting out there and listening to music. Music or going to check a performance. I mean, it's it's it does work wonders, bro. Like, it's you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home, and you get the vibe out. I mean, I, I get down with um, DJ Proof's Saturday night shows. Um, you know, of course, the WBCC, which is where we first interacted. Yeah. Um, that that shit all is a blessing to me because yeah. it does give you an outlet. Shout out to Rudy, man, H, bro, for, yes. for always bringing the raid over when I'm when I'm streaming. You know, I appreciate that, man. Yes. You get, so you do Tuesday and Thursday nights at midnight? Nah, sometimes, you know, honestly, I've just been more concentrated on, like, you know, attending meetings and being around people in recovery lately. Okay. 
you know, uh, I, I've had a lot of situations. A lot of people out here are dying, bro, from, from mm. fentanyl, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it's, you know, I'm being told I got to worry about this COVID shit. But I, guess what, you know, as much as that's a real threat to older people and people with underlying conditions, this is a disease I was, we were already, like, aware of before that. This is a disease of addiction. Yes. So. Yes. That's what it is. That, that that brings up an interesting something that I've never even considered is um, music and being able to DJ or learning how to learning how to be a, be creative with what it is that you already have that 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 could always be a substitute for I mean addicted an addictive personality could, could, is, could be anything you know what I'm saying you could be yeah. have an addictive personality and always go eat McDonald's every day at a certain time that's an addiction um, of course so disease comes in at you when you're an addict. Disease will come at you in different ways. It's not gonna just come at you with drugs. Yeah. You get clean from drugs, right? This shit will come at you in the form of money. It'll come at mm. you in the form of cars. Yeah. If you allow it, it can be arrested at some point. Recovery is impossible. That's something in the literature. It's like, it's like, bro, like at the end of the day, as long as you're working on recovery and recovering, you can recover. You know. Yeah. And uh, you can become a better person. You can make better choices in your life. But you gotta want it. You know, because there's a lot of people they just think this shit's gonna work through osmosis. You know, mm. and uh, it's, it don't work like that, nah. man. You gotta, you gotta put you, in the work. You gotta put in the work, man. Shit, <laughs> yo, no doubt. It, are they? Are you familiar? I mean, I don't know if this is even a thing. Um, do they have music programs for people that are recovering or coming out of? It's very few and far, and I want to get more involved with it. I that know, would be uh, dope. You know, uh, I know some people in treatment, you know, and they have a studio. So I just, you know, everything's just been so crazy with the virus yeah. that yeah, yeah. It, it pretty much put. It put a, uh, you know, uh, it threw a monkey wrench in the, in the engine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It stalled things out. Up. Yeah, everything got fucked up. Yeah. That's that's wild. Um, I didn't even think of that before. Uh, but that would be interesting to see. Because, I mean, it, ultimately music, it heals. Ultimately music brings people together. Music does a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I don't yeah. see why it wouldn't be used in a way where we could, you know, switch a person's focus from whatever it is that they're that they're addicted to, to like something more of a you know you know helping them out you know a, a more positive a creative shit man we might have something we might have to come up with that, yeah that's, that's, nah, that's pretty interesting I'm, I'm, I'm definitely you know if we, if we get a donor out there that wants to put the money up let's make it happen yeah that's really ill yes yes definitely um. Beats up. So you've produced for Prime Prolific. You have Sadat X on one of the songs. Yeah, I produced Sadat X as well. Okay. Um, how did that relationship come? Was it through Prime? Nah, Sadat just like seen me cutting up a whole Diamond D Sadat joint. Oh, yeah, really? Joint. Okay. Just, you know, and then Diamond D posted it. And I just was like, yo, I asked Sadat. Is it the business? Drive. Was it the business? Nah. Oh, that was a tribe called Quest. I flip styles. I flip styles. Okay. Grand Puba, Sadat X and Diamond D. Okay. It's like a, uh, it was like one of those like rare cuts, you know, DITC type cuts. Nice. And um, yeah, man, I just uh, was cutting that up. Diamond D posted it on his page, man. People don't know Diamond D is like a, a Grammy award winning producer. Bro. So yeah, you like Diamond front. D. You, you know what I mean? Like no, no, Fuji's the score. Like yes. don't play yourself. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, man. Like you know that was like big, and then I started talking to Sadat, and I was like, you know, what what can we do here? You know what I mean? I want to get you on a drop. You know, let's do a song. You know, we got the business right, and then. Next thing you know, he basically set the tone for that song, man. And uh, I was sending music to DJ Eclipse for a while, you know, up in Street 45, okay. rappers out of control. Okay. Because he works in Street 45, man. And uh, next thing you know, it pops up on there, and it was the first song of the, of the night. Damn, how was that feeling like? I didn't even hear it because I, I like, had went to bed early or something. Mm. And next day, next day, dude, I'm getting like calls at four or five in the morning for prime. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look, he's like, yo, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? And he's like, blowing me up. And I'm like, damn, yo, we got played on Shade 45. Like, that's crazy, you know? And that was over the summer. That was in July. Damn. He, they played us twice on the show, which was cool. That's ill. You know? I mean, that's two times more than I've ever been played on fucking Shade 45. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eminem's radio station. Yeah. It's like fucking crazy. That, yeah, I mean, I can imagine the feeling, right? I can yeah. only imagine the feeling. Um, who's somebody you would be interested in working with, making beats for? 
I keep putting this out in the universe. I want to work with Ghostface Killer, bro. Ooh. I want to produce a whole project for him. Mm. Mm. You know, that's, uh, I, that's somebody I really want to work with. And uh, Conway. I want to work with Conway. Okay. Okay. Beast. Yeah. Both heavy hitters when it comes to the bars. And it's just that, that, uh, that, that real gritty, earthy hip-hop. Like, that's... Yeah, that would be tight. I would want to do some real left field shit with them though. Oh, re- okay. See, let's put that yeah. out there. Conway Ghostface album produced by me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a crazy. That would be crazy. That would be something else. Conway and Ghostface on the same album. I mean, it don't have to be nothing crazy. It could be an EP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. An EP. yeah. Yo, with Ben put, working put on the that beats. Out in the universe, man. Yo, that would that would be tight. That would be tight. Yeah. Yo, crazy. Um, you put me on to a lot of music. There's stuff I gotta go back and check. Um, I, I've missed out on some of the stuff you hit on. Uh, the Leak Brothers, definitely. I, I had I had no idea uh, that, that that was even a thing. Um, like one album. Bugged out. Yeah. So cool, cool. My peoples, it's Bruce Beats and East. I got Ben working with me. We just talk beats. Y'all stick tight, hold tight, hang in there, and we're gonna get into these eats. So y'all know what's up. Bruce Bees and Eats, we've taken it to the streets for the Eats portion. We're just outside, we're still at Subculture, um, taking in the views up here in Delray. It's one of the first times I've been up here. Um, and, uh, and one of the first things I noticed is, before we even got into the conversation, I looked at my left and I see this spot called Doc's Burgers and Shakes, and I was, and then been working tells me, yo, that's like a staple joint out here. Yeah. So I think one of the la- one of the things I, I gotta do before I even head back to the crib is stop there, grab something to eat. But it's not about what I like to eat. Been yeah. working. What do you usually have on your plate? What's something you grew up eating? You know, what I'm saying, what's what's the go-to food right now? Man, I like a good New York strip, man, with some some red potatoes, man, roasted red potatoes, skin bro. on them and everything, huh? Yeah, yeah, ah. some macaroni and cheese, you know. I ate a lot. Uh, my grandmother would make baked macaroni and cheese off the chain. Okay. You know, I love that, man. And, uh, bro, something about a potato. You can just you can do so much with a fucking potato, man. Yeah. Now, Irish people have been uh, very crafty with, with potatoes. Uh, There's a uh, classic Irish meal. It's bangers and mash. Okay. It's like, so- it's like, it's like sausage and... Uh, potatoes man with like a gravy on it yeah have you um there's uh oh, what the fuck I don't know it might be English it might not be Irish there's the what they call a doorstep yeah I don't know what that is okay alright I, I know it's it's very similar to um it's got an egg involved there's some gravy there's a piece of toast underneath it it's kind of like a, a, a like a midday breakfast yeah that sounds good though <laughs> Yes, yeah, so like I said, we was taking it to the streets. <laughs> All right, so potatoes a big staple. Um, red meat. Uh, what's a breakfast look like for you? Man, I like some scrambled eggs, bro. Okay. It's a classic. Yeah. You can't fuck up scrambled eggs or a Western omelet. Okay. Okay. The cheese. Throw the cheese on there. You got some uh, bell peppers and whatnot. Yeah. Western. Growing up in New Jersey, we had something called pork roll. Some people call it Taylor ham, man. We had a pork roll, egg and cheese. Bacon, egg, and cheese, you know what I mean? And the sandwich called the Bomber. That got a hash brown, you know, pork roll, egg, and cheese on there. What? Yeah, that's fire. Damn. On, on a roll. Wow, wow. You've been on both sides of the bridge. I'm sure you've been to NY, grew up in Jersey. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Fucking pizza. I like, my favorite is the grandma, grandma pop, where they put the sauce on top of the cheese. Really? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced it's like that. A square pie. It's like a Sicilian kind of cut. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if Grandma comes from Sicily, but I think it's just a, a older, older form. And then they have like basil on there and stuff. It's good, man. Yo, that's dope. That's that's pretty dope. I never tried that. I've seen people where they put um, and I think it's like a Northeast thing too, um, where they put cold cheese on top of like cold cold mozzarella on top of the pizza to keep you from burning the top of your mouth. 
while you enjoy the slice. I've seen that, but I don't think I've come across uh, the actual. Have a good Sicilian pie when you get a chance. Yeah. Find some authentic pizza, not Domino's. What kind of toppings you talking about on this Sicilian slice? Oh uh, man, if I if I get one, you know, if I'll just get the, the just the cheese. But you know, if I'm getting a re- like a, a round pie, mm. I like getting mushrooms on there. Mushrooms. Yeah. Okay, mushrooms is dope. I, I bang, I, I get down with mushrooms, and that was that was later on in my life where I started eating mushrooms on pizza. At first, I was like, Me too. I was like, yeah, I don't like it. What was your mushrooms? What was the first time you tried mushrooms on a pizza? He was like, I can fuck with this. Yeah, I, I, it was good, man. Yeah, you remember what the moment was or not? Nah, nah. <laughs> it wasn't that life changing. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't eat like tuna fish as a kid, and then I got hungry enough one day and I ate tuna fish. I had tuna salad. That was good. Egg salad. You know what I mean? Certain things I wouldn't eat when I was a kid, man. As I got older, I'm like, shit, this shit's kind of fire. Bro, hunger plays a big part in that too. Like, like you said, there's a couple things that I didn't eat as a as a child, as a youth, and there was an, a moment where I was just that damn hungry that I ate something that I normally wouldn't, and I was like, yo, this is not bad. Why was I sleeping the whole yeah, time? Exactly. Why was I sleeping on this? Um, do you cook yourself? I know you make up, you cook a beast. Every once in a while, yeah, I made some jerk, you know, jerk elk tacos. Jerk it was elk. Like the last crazy thing I made that was like really good. Really? Yeah. What's what's the elk? I've never had elk. I've had bison before. Yeah, elk is good, man. Is it? It's kind of gamey, but it's good. Yeah. And it it goes well with the jerk flavor. Yeah, it it, it somehow works, man. And I like brisket, too. Okay, yeah, brisket is dope. Brisket is dope. A nice, good smoke on a brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And again, the potato, you can throw a potato with brisket and you're good. Yeah, you're good, man. Big what, potatoes. What goes with uh with jerk elk? What would you pair with that? Potato again? Nah, nah. <laughs> just uh, you know, some cilantro, man. Some cilantro cheese, you know, and the right spices, turmeric, and uh, a little bit of rosemary. You know what I mean? Because you gotta have that, you know, all spice. You know, mm. you have to have the right spices to do a good jerk. And then some what rice and peas alongside with yeah, that? Yeah, hell yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, some steamed cabbage. Yeah, I, I fuck with cabbage. Yeah, I think steamed cabbage is underrated. I like corned beef and cabbage too. Corned beef and cabbage is good too. Classic Irish meal. Yeah, yo, do you you ever fuck with stuffed cabbage? Nah, I can't get into that. Nah, okay. I, I'll try it probably. Yeah, it, I mean, it it was I was late on it too, but I, after I, I I tried it, I developed like an appreciation for stuffed cabbage. That shit is pretty fire. What's um, what's the dessert looking like? Are you sweet tooth? No sweet tooth. Tres leches. Tres leches. Yeah, uh, like that and uh. Man, just ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, man. <laughs> you know, a good chocolate sundae, you know, whatever. Okay, yeah. okay. That's just as hard to find up north. Like, yeah. you're probably not going to find that too you common. You got to go to the, the Latin spot for that. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. What's, um, what's a food that you found in North Carolina that you didn't find in... Uh, brisket. That, okay, so brisket, North Carolina. Pulled pork. And pulled pork. Pulled Damn. chicken, pulled everything. <laughs> With the, with the see cornbread on the side, yeah, I like cornbread. Man. Cornbread's good. Grits. Yo. Cornbread brings it together. Have you fu- have you fucked with fish and grits? Yeah, it's banging. Okay, I, I haven't. I think there was one time I tried it, but I haven't had it enough to like really think like, yo, this is a, a good meal. But I keep hearing a lot about fish and grits. Um, and then South Florida, something you found down here. I didn't find it down here, but it was something I ate in North Carolina, which was pupusas. Pupusa, okay, yeah, yeah, those just are, those just are good. That's a uh, Salvadorian, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. Salvadorian. That's that's I prefer that over uh, an arepa any day because uh, this one's like it's stuffed, but it's got the texture of it is a lot better. It's, like a stu- it's the same. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, it's but it's just stuffed just, arepa. With, but it's not crispy on the outside. No, like it's baked. It's nice and soft. Yeah, that that's and cheese and beans. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting hungry talking. No, about I know, that. man. Well, see, that's the that's the effect of the last segment of this podcast. We start getting hungry. Um, so we covered pretty much South Florida, uh, North Carolina, Jersey, um, New York. So is Jersey pizza better than New York pizza to you? I know people people jump on that Jersey pizza. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I had a lot of good pizza growing up in New Jersey, so. Okay. But most of the people that made it were from New York. Got you. To be honest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cuban said you get down with Cuban sandwiches? Yeah, Cubans are banging. Bro. Yeah. Pan con down here, too. I want to like, make a Cuban Reuben. 
yo, take me through that. Yo, that you think, know what a Reuben is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking if you make a Reuben and then put some pickle on it and some ham with the with the roast beef, it, you might be able to come up with something. You take, but you take out the Thousand Island dressing though. Yeah, I'll keep, still put that on. Oh, there. is it Thousand Island or French dressing? Thousand Island. Thousand Island. Okay, so you would keep that, just kind of yeah. bring it over to a piece of cube, and then press it on a piece of Cuban toast, a Cuban yeah. bread. Shit, bro, you might have Cuban something Ruben. there. The Cuban Ruben. Yo, that's El Ruben. <laughs> El Ruben. El Ruben. <laughs> Yo, shit. Might be on to something. Um, any spots down here that, you know, you have, there's like a go-to dish that you really fuck with since you've been down in Del Rey? Um, yeah, Pollo Arepa at a Colombian coffee house, man. You know what I mean? You know, get a colada. You know, okay. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you are at the Colombian spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, shredded chicken on top of the arepa. That shit, mm. is, that shit is fire. Wow. Any yeah, time of cheese. day. Yeah. yeah, I eat that any time of the day. Ew, that's, that is dope. That is dope. Um, let's hit them one last time, man. You know, you, you said you had an event coming up October 31st. Let's yeah. put the people on to at that. At the AR Center on Australian Avenue. That's going to be from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Dope. I'll throw the uh, the Shout out to DJ Malachi. Okay, DJ Malachi. End up in this. Um, I'll put the details in the uh, description notes and whatnot. One time, uh, been working here with me. We're up in Delray, chilling, enjoying the sights. I'm I'm kind of like enticed by the, the the burger spot across the street. We gotta make this happen. I might throw I might throw some uh, I might throw some bonus audio there of just me eating a burger across the street. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Cool, one last time. DJ Ben Working, where can they find you? Oh, at DJ Ben Working on Instagram and BenWorking.com. Dope. And there it is, Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, DJ Ben Working, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. No doubt. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. <laughs> Let them know they can find it on all streaming platforms. We got videos now. Uh, at least once a month, videos dropping on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe when you get over there. Um, yeah, man, and I'm about to get into some burgers across the street. I'm glad I made my way up this way. We're going to try this out. But y'all know what it is. Bruce Beeson Easter Podcast. DJ Ben Work at O-Head Ed. Peace.